presents... Hello listeners, this is Billy Sanford, and welcome to another episode of Sunny 16 Presents On Location. A little over a month ago, as I record this, I attended a workshop around concert photography. It's a workshop I had taken before, but that was exclusively on digital. So this time I thought I would bring a film camera also to see what sort of images it might be possible to capture on film. Originally the workshop would have come and gone, and that would have been the extent of it. And then I thought, well, this is sort of a niche topic, and I don't see a lot of people in the community doing this sort of thing, so maybe it would make a good episode. Maybe people would be interested to hear about that experience and, and what sort of images were possible. And also, while this was a completely different sort of experience, taking photos of my friends who played in bands at the beginning of my photography hobby taught me a good deal about the exposure triangle and some of the compromises you have to make when shooting in dimly lit clubs. So then I thought, okay, well, maybe I can do an episode and build it around those two things to bring it full circle. Learning the exposure triangle through photographing musicians all the way to using film photography to capture a big arena concert. But music and photography together form such a rich, broad topic. I began to think that to do it justice, I needed to talk with some people who could add more context. Photographers who also play music, Photographers who draw inspiration from music, photographers who make images around a musical theme. You get the idea. There was a whole cheap shots challenge around that last part. So I reached out to a few members of the community and many were gracious enough to speak with me. At that point, I understood the Herculean task I had set for myself. I had so much fun talking to everyone about this topic that I was either going to have to edit the conversations down more than I wanted or else I was going to have to submit this as a three or four hour podcast and nobody wants to listen to that. Also, because each conversation offers a different perspective and I had so much fun doing them, I decided that the best path would probably be to release them each as standalone chats, but as part of a short series. This short series is called Music and Photography. I hope that you will enjoy these shorter focused conversations with members of the community around how music and photography relates to them what they get out of those things, or how they may inspire their work or serve as creative outlets for them. This first conversation in the series is with Claire Marie Bailey, who you will all know as one of the hosts of the Sunny 16 podcast and her series on film on the Sunny 16 Presents feed that discusses cinema. Cinematic is a word that is often used to describe Claire's work. Her images do certainly tell a story, and she does draw from the cinema for inspiration. But she also draws inspiration from music. She was kind enough to chat with me about her experiences learning music, her musical side project, Mirror Gaze, her love of the bands Hate Rock and Boards of Canada, and ways that music and photography complement each other. So let's have a listen. I am joined now by Claire Marie Bailey, whose work has been featured in publications all over the world and in galleries and exhibitions. And of course, listeners to this podcast will know her as one of the hosts of the Sunny 16 podcast and her series on film on the Sunny 16 Presents feed. So Claire, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you, Billy. And thank you so much for inviting me on. <laughs> it's lovely I to see you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. So I mentioned to you before, and we were chatting just a little bit, 
mm-hmm. about music and photography. And of course, these two uh, areas have a lot of crossover. And so you yeah. have just some sort of general thoughts on those two and how they've kind of played a role in, in your life. Yeah, I, well, first of all, I think maybe both music maybe and photography, I think both of them have the potential to kind of influence our mood. I think they both create mood, atmosphere, and they can both move us um, emotionally. So they kind of can do similar things. They correlate, I think. They marry very well, I think. And um, both, I mean, music has always been a really big part of my life because when I was six, I had piano lessons from the age of six. I think, well, I don't know whether it was just like a family thing because my mother played the piano and then her uncles played the piano and they, my uncles were actually really good pianists. They could all play by ear. And so I had piano lessons at the age of six and I really loved music. And I used to spend a lot of time just sitting at the, at the, at my, at the piano in the house and trying to compose little songs, writing music. I never liked exams. I had, I was telling you before the podcast started, wasn't I, that I had, I did um, my grade one when I was, I think I was about six, maybe turning seven. And for me at that age, it was just such a horrible experience. (laughs) I passed it, but I remember saying to my mum that I I never wanted to ever do any musical exams again. So I never did. My sister did, but I didn't, but I carried on with the lessons. And so, and then when I was a teenager, I wasn't, you know, I'd not lost interest, but I wasn't practicing and stuff. And then I came back to it actually, because um, I missed and, and I went back to lessons but it's always been a big part of of me and when I was in primary school unfortunately for me I was never um when it came around to the school plays I was never in the running to be the princess or anything like that because <laughs> <laughs> I was always relegated to the to the musical instruments because I suppose I was one of the few people in the class that could play something so I was always on on the on the on the instruments but you know through then through my teenage years you know music's always just been a huge part I love music I I constantly every single day I listen to music it's in my car it's in my house and yeah so I like it for its ability to yeah to move you emotionally and to make you think and imagine and and dream and I think I think that music also for me obviously it puts you in a depending what you're listening to it definitely influences your mood it puts you in a certain space I think and I think that sometimes there's definitely a correlation between what music you've been listening to and then what work you create (laughs) I think it definitely does influence influence that and yeah I agree and that's a good point kind of leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask you about because your images are so creative and they really do tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know, you obviously put a lot of, of work and planning into how you're <laughs> going to tell that story and draw inspiration from a, a lot of different sources, of course, from the cinema, mm-hmm. but, but music also. So going from that musical inspiration, is it, you know, a, a bit of the mood that the music gives you or maybe a story from the lyrics or a personal memory that the music yeah. gives you or, or maybe a bit of all those things? I think it could be a bit of all those things. I think it's definitely like the mood of the music and sometimes the lyrics or a lyric can, can spark something off and it'll just set me then on a, okay, I get them, my head starts flooding with images and then so and then I'm working them out. So 
if you look on my Instagram uh, feed, there's one. And I couldn't tell you why, you know, you think, how is that? How does that work? But there's one there, the burnished hour, which is kind of like a double. And actually, they're both double. And there's one called around midnight, which is kind of a double with some like, um, what do you call them? I was going to say, not sky, sky. We don't have skyscrapers here. Well, I'm just thinking like blocks of flats or something with lights. Right. And they, I, I was listening to a lot of hate rock, you know, to, and so they came about through hate rock because I've mentioned hate rock before, um, an Australian band. I think I listened to them almost daily. And for me, they, they've got this, I don't know, there's a sort of, if I was to explain their music, which I probably wouldn't do a very good job at all, but it, it reminds me of sort of the end of the day or the eat the night. There's a kind of interest for me, uh, an introspective kind of melancholy to their music. And I read somewhere that someone else described their music as as kind of sensual intimacy. And I thought, yeah, I get that. Um, I could, you know, I, I could recognize that. But I'm a big hate rock fan. And so, I mean, I listen to them constantly. And so my work, I suppose it it's inevitable, I suppose, that some of my work is going to be influenced by what I'm listening to. And you know, hate rock is a is a good example. I love the I love the mood that music puts me into, and I think she's a really good lyricist in my view, Janine Standish. And so, those lyrics alone could could influence me. In fact, I was listening to a hate rock song today um, called "Fast Friend" off their new album, and I think it's a great song. So, it definitely puts me in a, in a certain space and. The other band I, I constantly listen to is Boards of Canada, yeah, mm -hmm. um, which sometimes I can't even explain in words <laughs> what that evo what that evokes to me. But but they put me in a certain space, if you like, and they definitely I feel like Boards of Canada really do influence my creative output, if you like, and yeah, they're, they're evocative. I mean. They themselves, I think, said they wanted to create music that reminds you of like old TVs. <laughs> and I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, it reminds them of childhood and, and stuff like that. And it's quite, um, yeah. And and Tomorrow's Harvest album, I think it's a really, I mean, I love all their stuff. And some people have described that. I read someone describing it as kind of post-apocalyptic. But uh, the track Reach for the Dead is one. I just think it's a, it's a great track. I can't put into words... I can't explain how that moves me, but I know that that song, if I listen to that, puts me in a mood and then it'll, it inspires me to create. So there's definitely a link. And I think there's definitely what I'm listening to has an impact on what I create without a doubt. Right. It and the other, your you know, imagination. The, yeah. And you know, the other, I was reading um, and thinking that the other kind of connection with him, if, if you like, between both photography and music is that, you have to practice <laughs> both. <laughs> practice and repetition right. with both of them. <laughs> so, that is yeah. very true. Yeah. Well, what, what, so that's sort of like when you're getting the idea for the images that you want to make when you're actually out there setting up for a shot or, or making images, do you ever listen to music on site to kind of put you in a mood no. or is that too distracting? That's a good point. No, actually, I don't. No, that's usually come before. So it's usually like at home or, you know, in my car or something. Um, I've always got music or, and, or if I go to, a, excuse me, a gig because I love going to gigs. So, yeah, so that's usually happened before. 
So for instance, I might, if I'm scanning up, stuff i'll always have music on to scan and then you can just sort of drift away but you know i'll just sit and and like you know i'm sure a lot of people do this don't they just sit and listen to music and then i'll just get you know i'll get ideas i'll get stories in my head i'll see images so i do think you can see music as much as you can hear it um for me me. yeah do you have the same bill absolutely it it really does help paint the picture Mm. So just since you have a lot more experience with this than I do, I know that you go to a lot of galleries and exhibitions and that sort of thing. And I mm-hmm. think you may have talked about before, have, have you seen exhibits where they have music playing that sort of complements the images or or at least sets a mood for the gallery? Or what, yes. what is your experience there? Yeah, well, I like those sorts of, I like those sorts of what's the word intervention is that the correct word yeah I do I I really like yeah we'll go with that one (laughs) it might be something I've picked up from Spain because I know they call it that there Um, yeah no I really like it I I like I mean not everyone will like it because we all we all I think everybody likes music but we all might have different tastes but I think that again you can kind of you know, photography, like I say, and music, they can really make you feel, can't they? So can cinema. And, and that's what I look for. I like to be moved emotionally, you know, imagine, dream, you know. And so I suppose if you if you go to a photographic exhibition or, or, you know, a painting exhibition, and then there's music that perfectly marries well with it, I think you're ramping up the emotional hit, if you like. I really like it. I, I like it when... There's exhibitions that have maybe film and music as well as stills. I think it it really kind of adds to the experience for me. Other people might disagree and think it distracts them and they'd rather just have the still and and be able to be in silence. But I do like, you know, yeah, I like it. I don't know why. Yeah, I went actually not long before. In fact, it was literally the weekend before we locked down here in the UK it was in March 2020 and I was in London and I'd gone actually because there was a few exhibitions that I wanted to see. Um, so there was a big Aubrey Beardsley retrospective in in the Tate, Britain. There was a Cecil Beaton portraits thing in the National Gallery, Portrait Gallery. And then there was a really good, um, there, was a, there was about two or three exhibitions in the Tate Modern. There was a Steve McQueen one, a filmmaker and his photos. And there was um, an Andy Warhol one as well. And the Andy Warhol one was really great. And they did that. They had, you know, music. I mean, they had the Velvet Underground because of the connection. So they had, in one room, they had his, the images, and they had music going and okay. some films. And, yeah, I, I, I like it. I think I like that kind of immersive experience. But like I say, other people might think, oh, I'd rather have just the images or, or just the film and, and the music but yeah I, no, I, I, I agree it's it's great when they can kind of like I said I, I think it tells kind of a little bit more of a complete story or at least it you know like like you were mentioning it evokes a different set of emotions in you if you yeah. have if you're having this uh, audio experience and and some visual stimulus as well definitely this was a mm-hmm. thing I had thought about too as I was thinking about music and photography. And you know, a lot of those 
so many of those musicians and bands that came out of the 60s like Pink mm -hmm. Floyd or the Beatles or uh, yeah. Eric Clapton I think too they were all like art students who then became musicians so they had both sides to them they mm -hmm. liked obviously exp expressing that artistic side yeah. and then and then expressing themselves musically uh, do you, I mean, I know you can only speak for yourself, but you know a lot of creative people. Do you have any theories on kind of, for those people that are into both, not just listening to music, but the, the people that play music and people that are into um, photography as well and do both, yeah. kind of what speaks to both sides I of them? So. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I certainly think there's a lot, like you say, a lot of people do more than one don't they maybe more right. than one art form so a lot of people maybe dabble in different <laughs> different different things um right. but i was just thinking of um in with the um the wish you were here song that i i really like that's an example i was actually in spain in southern spain which obviously has a climate and a light and a kind of mood of itself i really love spain and i was actually I'd gone out, it was really early in the morning, and I remember, this is how music can really move you, and all the contributories were were right, I think, I don't know, the, the, the temperature, the time, the light, everything, and I just walked past this little sort of bar it was, and Wish You Were Here was playing, coming out of that bar, and I felt really emotional, I can't say why. <laughs> and I, so I actually, I actually, I actually sat there and I got myself like a cup of tea and I was listening to that and and that's and that's an example of being in that place and with those certain you know the certain climate and stuff that I you I feel drawn to listen to certain music when I was there and to create. So for instance, I remember once being there, I was listening to a lot of Kurt Vile. I like him as well because it it fitted. I don't know. It just fitted the time and and the weather and then that has an influence on your on what you what I create as well so yeah I think I think they definitely go along sorry I digress as always but um <laughs> yeah no I, I, yeah, I do digress all the time um yeah I, I, I does seem to be that a lot of people dabble don't they they tend to they be do. they do one thing but they do some people do several don't they that's right. And yeah, so they dabble. Yeah. yeah they well, it makes to... sense. I mean, if, if a person has those kind of creative inclinations, they're, they're likely to find multiple ways to express it, right? Mm, yeah, definitely. I think they just can both influence your mood, both move you emotionally. And like I said, when one, you know, you tend to think, okay, photography's got more of a visual rhythm and, and music has its, uh, has its kind of mu musical rhythm. But actually, it's this thing about, I think you can actually see see music. Right. Uh, um, and you can, you know, you can hear music and you can, yeah, you can feel both, can't you? Well, you, yeah. st you did start to sort of paint a picture on a recent episode of Sunny 16 about uh, Boards of Canada. And I, I think it was maybe a stormy night when you were recording. Yes. Mm. And I think what you you started to say, and then the conversation sort of took a, a left turn, and, and it never came Digress. back to that. But I think <laughs> what you were what you were saying was that you put on the music, and it starts playing, and slowly a, a, a story starts to form or yeah. appear. Is that mm. sort of how it works? Yeah. With you? I yes. I mean, I don't know what it is. Boards of Canada is a band. I I, I know I've said that I listen to them a lot, but. For some reason, they do something to me. They they guarantee that's the band that guarantee guaranteed sets off my imagination and and gets me creating. And I always associate 
boards of Canada. Yeah, I feel it's almost like late. I called it my late night storm music. It's just like perfect for that. Um, but yeah, no, if I if I have it on, it, it always, always gets me imagining. It just puts me in that, puts me in that kind of headspace, really. It really does. Boards of Canada. Yeah. Right. And you would recommend Tomorrow's Harvest to anyone tomorrow's that wants harvest, to check I them recommend, out? Tomorrow's Harvest, I recommend Boards of Canada to everybody. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love, yeah, Tomorrow's Harvest, yeah. Uh, Geo Gaddy, all the albums. I think the first one was uh, Music Has the Right to Children. And if you listen to them, it's interesting because maybe I'm not articulating, I can't put into words, we could all have a Boards of Canada episode and, and what, it, <laughs> what the music does to us. But I do think they, that track Reach for the Dead is so powerful and that makes me imagine all sorts. And then that will come out, you know, come out, because quite often I've got um, photo shoots planned, you know, that I've written down and maybe I haven't been able to get to locations and there's all sorts of reasons why you know we're in a pandemic all those sorts of things right. and the right place but i will write down my ideas and capture them and a lot can come like you say from from the music hate rock as well i know i feel like i am a hate rock evangelist i tell everybody oh hate <laughs> rock's really good <laughs> but right. they they have a certain you know a really good um mood but all, all music does and it's funny isn't it because it's true, isn't it? You can put a certain song on and it can take you, like you say, you said earlier, Billy, it can take you back in time to a memory, to a thing. It right, can instantly right. put you in a certain mood, can't it? It can lift your mood, lower your mood, alter your mood. And yeah, and and then definitely the two will, will, will merge. I agree. But I think the two go really well together. And uh, yeah, and it's nice, I think, if you show your work to have sort of yeah i, I like those two together in, a, in in an exhibition that's yeah right. and that that also reminds me that i did want to ask you about mirror gaze can you tell oh, us yes. a little bit about that yeah okay well mirror gaze yeah so that's that's a musical project actually over the i've just actually uh, got a new keyboard billy so. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so I've got my Korg mini log, but I've just got a um, a Moog Matriarch, which is a kind of analog synthesizer. Okay, and again, yeah. that came about <laughs> through uh, listening so much to Boards of Canada. But yeah, no, um, Miragaze is, it's, we're, we're a duo. So it's me and, and someone called Jim, who's basically like my brother, basically. <laughs> so, okay. and, and that's interesting because I think... I felt like it worked with him because obviously I know him very well. And when he first, because he does music and um, he does a lot of experimental stuff. And I remember he asked me if I would sort of sing over some of his music in the past. And I know, to be honest, I never ever thought of myself as a singer at all. And I remember said, okay. And then when I came to do it, I, I couldn't. I just like, because it was his, because the music for me at the time was said so, it felt like so extreme that nothing came out. And then, and then anyway, a, a bit of time passed and, and we ended up just doing this practice. And that's how kind of mirror gaze formed. And so we, we and then we practiced every day for a period of time and we came up with all the songs that went on that EP okay. and then I felt like I really let, let us down because um, um, he, he wanted us to sort of gig and at the time I felt like too shy 
mm-hmm. and not confident enough and I felt like I couldn't do it and that I wouldn't be able to sing and play my keyboard all these things were going through my head so and I'd just been reading about I think it was a band I think it was a band from the 80s Heaven 17 and I was I'd just been reading that apparently they never at the time they didn't do gigs or something and I said oh can't we be like can't we be like the band that doesn't gig and I felt I, I remember just the look of disappointment, but now we're actually starting again. Well, not that we stop, but we're we, we're actually creating new stuff as well, with a view that we'd like to sort of do some shows. So oh, that is exciting. As long as I can be, I, I said, okay, if I can be bathed in darkness, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all right. Yeah, so that's nice. So yeah, well, so, so so that's mirror gaze. Mm. Well, any so I, listeners... I do the keyboards and thing. well anyone who's listening that wants a a little taste is it is the theme song for on film is one of your tracks right that's right motorway yeah yeah and we are on Bandcamp. are we allowed to (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're on Bandcamp. if anyone's interested just to um just to to listen to it yeah um yeah well that is exciting and it and it actually brings up another point that sort of Mm. you know music gives you an opportunity to collaborate with other people in a way that photography doesn't always. Yeah, absolutely. And funny, actually talking of music, yes, I'm, I'm working on a project now actually um, for next year where it's kind of like a photography performance music piece and I'll play some keyboards in that. So it is, so it's, I am doing some music quietly. Yeah, absolutely. It does let you collaborate. And I've got like a real, I think I have a real kind of admiration, I think for, um, before you know performers musicians actors because i feel like they i don't know they stand on the stage and you know i when i i think gosh could i do this probably not you know because it takes <laughs> something so i do it kind of admire them so hopefully i can stand in a darkened <laughs> corner with my people <laughs> yeah but no it, it does allow you to collaborate i agree mm. and, it, and if you're able to get some of your uh moving pictures projects underway you can you can compose some yeah. music to go along with them that's right yeah that's yeah that's absolutely right that's exactly an intention yeah and I always love gigs as well you know that have visuals in the background mm-hmm. you know you have a gig and you, and you have visuals don't you so yeah that's, right. that's great what about you Billy because you said you were in a band so what, what, was <laughs> your, what instrument did you play well I was in the school band and I played trumpet ah. for the most part so yeah did that growing up once i got out of school later on i started trying to learn guitar and i learned you know a few chords that i could Mm -hmm. strum on but i i just was no i i didn't have the uh dexterity you know in Mm -hmm. my fingers to (laughs) to play lead guitar or or do anything fancy with it but i i enjoyed it you know it's that's how these two things probably have played the biggest role for me personally is is they've both been things I've done to kind of unwind and relax. Yes, yeah. You know, that's what yeah. I used to do with the guitar, come home from work after a long hard day or whatever and just uh, play around with it a little bit to sort mm. of unwind. And uh, that's what I do with photography now on the weekends or or whenever I get some free time just to, to go out and do a little shooting. Mm. Yeah, definitely and clear your mind and yeah get into a different place definitely yeah absolutely absolutely well thank you so much again claire i do appreciate you uh (laughs) spending some time with me and and sharing your thoughts and insights oh thank you it's been a pleasure billy
Thank you for having me on as part of your podcast. (laughs) The pleasure was all mine. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Mm. we'll we'll be looking forward to some of these uh, projects you've been telling us about. Yeah, when they, um, next year, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you have to come to one of my gigs, Billy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, can, oh. you, can you get me a, a front row seat? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some nice I'll, faces I'll in, the, in the front, some familiar faces in the front. Well, yeah. and I'll have to be close to, to see you in the dark, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Claire. Oh, thank you. So that's part one of my series on music and photography. I want to thank Claire again for taking some time to talk with me and share her thoughts, insights, and experiences. I'll include links in the show notes to her Instagram page where you can see some of the images she discussed. Also link to her musical project, Mirror Gaze, and to her website where you can see some of the places where she and her work have been featured. I do hope you'll check out her work if you aren't already familiar with it. I will record an episode at the end of the series discussing what I teased at the beginning. An episode about music as an outlet for me in my younger days and photography as that outlet for me now and how these things came together as I was taking up photography as a hobby. As I was conceiving of this original idea around the concert photography workshop, I wrote an article for 35MMC because if you're talking about images, it seemed logical that people would want to see some of them. That article has now been posted. I will include a link whenever I record that episode, but for anyone who might want to go ahead and take a sneak peek, I'll include the link with this episode as well. The background music you've been hearing at the beginning and ending are from Mike Gutterman, His music for productions is available from his Bandcamp page at mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. A huge thanks, as always, to the Sunny 16 team for providing this outlet. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and I'll look forward to sharing another conversation with you real soon.